0: Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Our gospel lesson for this week comes from Luke, the 17th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, 10 lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. As they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him He was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except for this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Here ends our gospel lesson. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Leprosy is one of the oldest infectious diseases known in human history. There are records of the disease uh, afflicting the remains of a citizen of ancient India as long ago as 2000 B.C. There are molecular records of the disease migrating with people around the Mediterranean 40,000 years ago. And it is even possible that the disease affected proto humans like Neanderthals and the first Homo sapiens. The disease is now called Hansen's disease in the scientific sources because of the discovery of the bacteria Mycobacterium leprae by the Norwegian doctor Gerhard Armauer Hansen in either 1873 or 74. found sources which, one said 73, one said 74. (coughs) Excuse me. After millennia of known exposures and affliction, he was the first to establish with evidence-based data that the disease results from the slow growth of the bacteria within a person's system, refuting the hereditary hypothesis of the transmission of leprosy. Fortunately, in my research on the subject, I discovered that the, the disease is not highly transmissible, as was once believed. While the bacteria still circulate on most continents, Leprosy, or Hansen's disease, requires long, repeated, and slow exposure for one person to infect another. So, if someone in your house has leprosy, you should be concerned about contracting it. Otherwise, most of us in the United States are probably safe from becoming lepers. There are less than 150 countries in our cases annually and the disease can now be treated and cured with an- antibiotics. Praise God, right? Hmm. However, a fun bit of trivia I found is that armadillos can carry the disease and have shown that they can transmit it to humans. So, if you are thinking about getting a pet armadillo, <laughs> get screened for leprosy. <laughs> Now while we no longer need to be concerned about leprosy and its effects on our neighbors, things were far different centuries ago. The bacteria affects both one's skin and even more severely one's nervous system. Since the symptoms grow slowly over time, contracting leprosy was kind of like having a years-long stroke. As the disease sets in and affects the nerves more and more, Various stages of paralysis result, especially in the hands and feet of the ones who are infected. Those diagnosed with leprosy usually experience patches of their skin going numb and dark, while growth and other uh, growths and other swelling might occur in areas of those who are affected, infected. With no known cure in the ancient world and ancient times, can be easy to see why the disease was taken so severely and serious. Then and now, it is not really clear how or where the disease originates. So back in the day, lepers were exiled from their communities and sent to live off with other lepers out of of an abundance of caution. In addition to suffering terrible physical symptoms from the disease, Lepers were cut off from those that they loved and the lives that they wanted to live. Leprosy features throughout the Bible. Our first lesson is about the prophet Elisha miraculously healing the Aramean commander, Naaman, from the disease in the Old Testament book, 2 Kings. Perhaps seven or eight hundred years later, The Gospel of Luke records Jesus healing ten lepers between the land of Samaria and Galilee. In this borderland area, the ten cried out to him, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. It is amazing to think, uh, to know and think that these ten foreigners would even know Jesus' name at all, let alone uh, have the audacity to call him master. However, the disease they suffered from was severe, so their situation was dire. Their plea, does not seem, uh, uh, their plea does indeed seem like a desperate one emerging from desperate circumstances. I think that many of us would say a lot of things to a lot of different healers, if it meant that we had the chance to be redeemed from slow paralysis and lifelong loneliness on account of that spiteful disease. Even more surprising about this story than the recognition of Jesus by these ten was the fact that when all ten of them were cleansed from the disease, only one, only one returned to thank the one who had healed them all. 90% 90 of those that Jesus cleansed from Mycobacterium leprae that day showed no appreciation for the one who redeemed them from the edges of society and freed them from their slow descent into disability. It is amazing how people will say or do almost anything in order to seek out healing, but once they are healed, can so easily take the ones who did the healing work for granted. We should never overlook the source of our healings and recoveries. Now, I doubt that anyone in our congregation has had leprosy, and I pray that nobody ever will. A benefit of living when and where we do is that we have some sense of freedom from certain illnesses that have dogged other peoples in other t- times and other places. Yet, many, in our, uh, <clears throat> many of us have experienced and endured the slow decline of age that befalls us all. Many in our community are not as strong as we used to be not as sharp in mind and body, not as able to move our hands and feet as well as we once could. Age is not an illness, but sometimes it can feel that way. The declines that come to us over time can feel like we are stricken with disease for how age can isolate us from the communities and activities in which we once used to be vibrant participants. We come here to church to gather, though, around the cross, week after week, because we trust in the one who promises to restore us, no matter what. No matter how miraculous and far afield it may seem, just like Jesus healing the ten lepers on the edges of life, we confess that we believe in the resurrection of the body, in which we will all be made whole. God desires to restore each and every one of us, no matter if we struggle with age, illness, or injury. Injury like little Charlotte (laughs) on her forehead. God desires to restore us no matter what. And God desires to fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah, which says... Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Trusting that Jesus' work of healing will be made real for for us all, let us also consider the example of the response, the one who returned to give thanks, verses the 10, or the other nine who went on their way. It is God's job to heal. That is the work of God. Yet, it is our job to give thanks for the healing that we receive. Do not say this to judge the nine, but rather to highlight our part in all of this. How much more fulfilling was the healing for the one who returned to give thanks than for the nine who did not? How much more wholeness did he experience in it all? The one reconnected, returned, and rejoiced in the source of his healing. He could not heal himself, but he could live with gratitude for everything that God had done for him through this son. And he did indeed live that life of gratitude while the nine others did not. Their healing was accomplished but not complete. They did not participate in the work of God the same for they did not give thanks. Sisters and brothers, may God not only heal us from age, illness or injury may God also lead us to live lives of gratitude. Many, if not most, prefer healing to wholeness. They would rather just go to the doctor, get pills or surgeries that they need, and head on their merry way. Yet, there is a more complete healing and wholeness that we receive when we give gratitude to God for all that the Lord has done. May we never forget and always give thanks for the true healing that comes to us through the Son of God, Jesus Christ our Lord. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you have enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.RevSethNelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you.